0: Hello friend, this is Taylor with an exciting and important announcement before this episode begins. For the past few years, I've gotten lots of requests from men in my courses for an in-person workshop or retreat. And I'm happy to say that this year it's finally happening in the beautiful mountains just outside of Asheville, on July 11th through the 14th. And it includes a nine-week online men's group and training that starts three weeks before the retreat to help us integrate the work we're going to be doing together together into our regular, everyday lives. The program is called Liberate Your Life Force, and it's for any man who wants to feel truly vital and alive and liberated in his life on a daily basis in things like sex, relationships, in your family, in your business, and with your mission and purpose in life. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a breath to that. <sighs> mm. I am co-facilitating this program with my good friend Thomas Duchin, and we've created this program based on our years of working with hundreds of men and figuring out some of the most effective and powerful ways to help us break through the most common ways men get blocked in life, with things like sexual shame, emotional closure and numbness, being the lone wolf, being the nice guy, difficulty receiving, and so many more ways that we hold ourselves back. The good news is we can actually work through these things and come out way stronger on the other side, especially when supported by a group of men and in-person processes that challenge you to become your best self. If this is something that sounds good to you, you can go to my website and click the retreat menu option to learn more and know that enrollment is first come first serve by application only and it's limited to just 18 men. So we can have a truly powerful and tight knit group. It's going to be profound, it's going to be fun, it's going to be challenging, and I'm so excited to share it with you and the group of men who have already signed up. So if you're interested, again, check out my website, and with all that being said, let's get into today's episode. What percentage of women do you think have avoided anal sex, specifically because of the fear of pain?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, 40? 40%.
0: 60.
1: Hmm. 60.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That's huge.
0: That's, that's yeah. That's more than half. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: This is a potentially very pleasurable realm. Yeah. That people are avoiding because I'm guessing unskillful, uh, actions are happening.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing 77% of these women say they would like to be penetrated uh, by a a man's finger during sex. And 69% of these women say they would like to try receiving full anal penetrative sex with a man. So the desire is there. You know, the desire is there. It's just the skill set on the part of these men is not there. And it didn't used to be for me. I don't want to come across as all high and mighty, like I messed up many of times, many a time in the past, and I had to put in a lot of research to get it right. And so I'm here to share with you the ways to get it right and the things to avoid so you can have an amazing, pleasurable, pain-free, orgasmic anal sex experience that is deeply connective and beautiful for yourself and your partner. Hello friend, and welcome to the Eros Rising Podcast, a podcast for men all about sex, where we'll combine real, authentic, down-to-earth conversations about sex with some pretty wild personal stories and practical how-to episodes as well to help you have the most amazing sex life you can possibly have. My name is Taylor and I'll be your host on this journey. And in each episode, it's my goal to give you practical, actionable things that you can start doing today to improve your sex life and to improve your entire life because your sex life is directly linked to the quality of your entire life. So let's begin today's episode by taking a deep breath in together through the nose. And exhale with an audible sigh. And let's begin today's episode. If you think you might want to stick your penis in somebody's asshole someday. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> this episode is for you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for showing up for this conversation. Anal sex is pretty taboo
1: in today's world. It's a big subject. Just to- thinking about talking about it with you right now, I'm noticing uh, a little nervousness in my body.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's shockingly popular too. Like millions and millions and millions of people are doing this. I've actually done the math on this based on uh, the percentages of people who have tried anal sex. It's, it's around 75 million people in the United States or more have tried penetrative anal sex, like full penis in asshole kind of a thing.
1: Right. I'm guessing like there's like 30 million who are like, I did, but I can't say I did for this reason or that reason.
0: Yeah, totally. And Mm -hmm. yeah, a bunch of people are probably afraid to ever say that they've had anal sex Mm -hmm. or would never answer that question on a survey.
1: When we were talking before, you asked me, hey, can I talk to you about any anal sex experiences? And right away, I got worried and thought, oh, no, but what would people think of me if they knew?
0: This brings up a good point. I could have done this podcast by myself, but I wanted to bring my friend, John Handelman in, who's a full-time life coach. And I love having these conversations. And John asks some really great questions. And part of this is to have uh, two guys just talking openly about anal sex.
1: Which is not the first time we've talked openly about (laughs) anal sex, is it?
0: (laughs) No, it's not. And this is a structured conversation though, too, because what I'm gonna share with you in this episode are 15 of the most common mistakes that men make with anal sex and specifically with women. So I do want to acknowledge that this episode is geared more towards men having sex with women. And there's a lot of important variables at play here that I thought were useful to talk about. And a lot of my friends who are gay or bisexual who are already having sex with men, they seem to know a lot of this stuff already. And I think something about the shame or the fear or the taboo of it results in this scenario where a lot of us just don't understand how anal sex works. And so a lot of women are ending up getting hurt in the process, like physically, but also emotionally. And there can be some really bad, yeah, just bad experiences. A lot of people have anal sex one time and they're like, nope, fuck that. Never again, never happening again. And it's because it wasn't done well.
1: You know, yeah, I, I worry that I've been that guy, and I noticed that whenever I've had anal sex conversations with past partners, they were short and they were uncomfortable, and they either got dismissed or I think we—I—I re- I don't have the the most um, stellar memory of these experiences. They haven't been so uh, multiple for me, yeah, but um, they haven't been extensive conversations in how to do this properly,
0: yeah. Yeah, they haven't. So I've got some trivia for you real quick before we get into everything. What's the percentage of men between the ages of 18 and 44 that you think in the United States have had anal sex?
1: Um, wow, in the States, uh, 25%? Yeah, 44.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. 44. And it's not including people under 18 or over 44. What about for women?
1: Oh, I, I, I guess less, like 30%? Mm. actually.
0: And so that's based on some pretty popular and well-respected research that's out there around statistics. I ended up doing my own study. I surveyed 500 men and about 300 women about anal sex and got some other interesting data and found that 71% of the women who have had anal sex with men, at least in my survey, said that they've had a negative experience with men,
1: Hmm.
0: with men specifically. And 20% described that experience as very negative and about 10% described it as like one of the worst experiences of their sexual life. It's millions of women having horrible experiences with anal sex. And it's Hmm. millions of men contributing to those experiences and it's millions of couples and connections and sexual experiences that could have been amazing and orgasmic and pleasurable and totally pain-free if some people just knew the mistakes to avoid and knew how to actually do this.
1: I'm guessing I'm realizing talking about this now, you're the only person I've actually really talked about this for the most part, maybe one other person or two other people and never, we never talked about how to do it. We mostly said, would you do it? Have you ever done it? And that's as far as the conversation went or, and how was it if you did it? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So just to normalize that a little bit, have you ever penetrated a woman in in the butt with your penis?
1: I have I've penetrated uh, around three women in yeah. the butt with my penis.
0: Positive experiences?
1: For me, definitely. For, for both of you? For them, it looked, it looked good. Yeah. And I'm curious, as we're discussing this, if it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah,
0: same. Okay, another survey question. Has a woman ever stuck their finger inside of your butt during a sexual experience?
1: I'm going to answer this, but I just want to mention the second you answered that and we talked before and Taylor was like, Hey, I'm going to ask you that. Is that okay? I was nervous then and answering it now. I'm very nervous to say yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and what's the fear?
1: Um, that I'll be looked at as uh, weak. that I'll be considered gay, that, uh, people will think I'm gross. Yeah. Those are those, uh, those thoughts are coming up. Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: I completely understood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get it. And isn't that amazing?
1: <laughs> well, it's 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 a mind blowing world, and even though I I know cognitively these thoughts are like just programming from society, my body sensations are still fear. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so, for the context for everybody listening, if you're new to this podcast, I am a heterosexual male. I have had sex, anal sex with women. Women have also penetrated me with their fingers. I've also experienced pegging, which is my girlfriend wearing a strap on and fucking me uh, from behind with that strap on. And I'm still very much interested in women and I I don't
1: find men sexually attractive at all. You haven't turned into a homosexual.
0: I have not. And like I have... Yeah. Just to be clear, there's nothing wrong if that's your sexual orientation. That's beautiful, too. But it's this morbid fear that a lot of heterosexual guys have that if they explore anal pleasure, somehow they're going to turn gay or turn bisexual or it's going to impact their sexuality. This is like a very common fear. Over 50% of heterosexual guys have this. And it's like, it's debilitating sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's 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 gross that we have that fear. And it's nuts that we would worry about being homosexual. Because for for me, I want to celebrate anyone's sexuality, and I have that fear of being excluded, bullied, uh, picked on because of my sexual orientation. Also, yeah,
0: same, same. Yeah, I used to be terrified of my girlfriend touching my butt, my anus specifically during sexual experiences years ago, and I remember like even pulling away or pushing her hand away, and like, oh, don't do that. That's not okay. Or that's bad. Or like something around. I didn't even know why it was bad. I just that my body's response was, Ooh, this is bad. No, shut down, close up.
1: When your girlfriend reaches for your, your asshole these days or around that area, do you still clench up? Have you gotten over that program?
0: It depends on the day. It depends on the day. Sometimes I'm totally into it. Other times I clench up only for, I can catch it now. And if I clench up, there's a reason why I'm doing that. And maybe it's because I know I have been super active that day or I haven't showered or any, any of these hygiene type things, you know, that are really important if you're going to play in that realm. And I'm like, Hey babe, maybe actually let's pause on that till tomorrow, you know, but the sort of like, uh, body freeze type response that I used to have doesn't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. All right. Two more, uh, statistic questions before we get into the mistakes that most men make question. What percentage of women, at least in my survey, do you think have experienced pain during anal sex?
1: Sounds like 90% to me.
0: 94. Whoa. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty high. Good to know. So then here's the second follow-up question. What percentage of women do you think have avoided anal sex specifically because of the fear of pain?
1: Oh, wow uh, 40, 40%, 60, hmm.
0: 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I th- that's huge. That's that's yeah. That's yeah. more than half. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: This is a potentially very pleasurable realm Yeah, that people are avoiding because I'm guessing unskillful, uh, actions are happening.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing, like, So many women have experienced pain with men and negative anal sex experiences with men, and 60% of these women say they have avoided anal sex with men specifically because of being afraid of the pain. But the other part of these statistics that I got was that 77% of these women say they would like to be penetrated uh, by a a man's finger during sex, and 69% of these women say they would like to try receiving full anal penetrative sex with a man. So the desire is there. You know, the desire is there. It's just the skill set on the part of these men is not there. And it didn't used to be for me. I don't want to come across as all high and mighty. Like I messed up many of times, many a time in the past, and I had to put in a lot of research to get it right. And so I'm here to share with you the ways to get it right, and the things to avoid so you can have an amazing, pleasurable, pain-free, orgasmic anal sex experience that is deeply connective and beautiful for yourself and your partner.
1: Sounds like good knowledge to have, even if you're not interested in it now, because maybe later on you will be, or maybe you'll have a friend who uh, will be interested.
0: It's true. And you have, you'll have some talking points. <laughs> <laughs> you'll definitely have some talking points from this. from this. Yeah,
1: No boring conversation at Thanksgiving.
0: No, no more. Yeah. Bring this up with your family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get to it. What do we got?
0: All right. So I've got a whole,
1: um, you can hear the
0: paper in the background. I've got a list of mistakes here to go over. (sighs) The first mistake is huge and this will pave the way for understanding the second and third mistake. But the first mistake most men make with anal sex is not understanding anal anatomy not understanding the structure of this part of the body and how
1: it works i don't even know what the inside of a butthole looks like like i can't even conceptualize it in my mind right now
0: yeah and you're how old uh
1: uh (laughs) uh, 43
0: (laughs) and you've had sex more than twice in your
1: life more than twice
0: right yeah so and yeah okay so the anus the anus has two sphincters Sphincters are muscles that contract around things, right? So if you put up your finger, like point one of your fingers straight up and grab it with your other hand and squeeze it, that's basically like a sphincter muscle. You know, it's squeezing around an object, squeeze, release, squeeze, release. And so there are two sphincters, and this is crucially important for understanding why so many people experience pain And so many people will never do this again. The the external sphincter, and they go in order. The external sphincter right at the opening, it can be consciously controlled. This is striated muscle, and you can control it with voluntary movement. So when people say "relax your asshole," you can actually relax that part of your asshole, right? And so this is the first. uh, This is the first thing that you will feel if you're being penetrated, or that you will feel if you're penetrating somebody, and you can get through that and then right inside that is where most people start to experience that really bad pain and they're like oh fuck that uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> that is the second sphincter that's the internal sphincter and here's the really important thing to understand this sphincter you cannot voluntarily control it's governed by the autonomic nervous system that means it's the same as your heartbeat or all these other functions in your body that you have no control over and you can't just relax this part. You know, it relaxes with deep relaxation of your whole body and then constant sustained pressure over time. That's done in a relaxed way. That's not forced. Does that make sense?
1: It makes sense. And my mind is kind of blown. I'm like, wow, I don't know this, Yeah, you know, but I appreciate it now. So The first sphincter, you can consciously relax. Mm. But the second one in there, which is key to relaxing, Mm -hmm. you can't consciously relax. So we got to find a way to do that.
0: You can't consciously relax. It's smooth muscle. It's involuntarily controlled. Mm. Yeah. So if you have a really stressful day, it's going to be more difficult for you to have anal sex because your whole system is going to be amped up. And so it takes time. It takes time to open up the second sphincter and the first sphincter, but specifically the second sphincter. And this takes us to mistake number two that most men make with anal sex is they underestimate the amount of time it takes for an anus to open.
1: 30 seconds. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what's interesting about the 30-second comment is I actually went in and I did some research on this. I looked at, I watched porn. I watched 40 porn videos on anal sex, the top most popular videos on Pornhub. And then I think it was XNXX or one of the other two. And I timed things and I codified what was actually happening in these videos. And I came up with some really interesting points here that I'll share with you. 95% of these videos show zero anal warm up at all. 80% of these videos, the first time the asshole was touched at all was right when the penis was just bam, going straight in full speed. And the average amount of time in all these videos between the first touch of an asshole, it could be with a finger or a tongue or a penis or whatever, and then full penetration at full speed with the penis was 19 seconds, basically. And then when I controlled that for one video that was extra long, it went down to nine seconds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what we're being imprinted with.
1: It's how we're being educated, actually, right?
0: Yeah. This is how the mass majority of people are being educated about anal sex is porn. And yes, of course, we can all say, oh, but porn isn't real. Uh, Yeah, it's not real. But if we're constantly seeing this, it's making an imprint on what we believe is possible.
1: Especially with schools not really willing to talk about this subject in any meaningful way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And so I've listened to a number of interviews with different porn stars and even conducted one with this porn star named Eric Everhard on my own podcast. You can check it out. Uh, It's great. Listen, but what I've learned is that professional porn stars who let's face it, they're professional sex athletes, right? Okay. I have recently heard this term and I love it. Yes. Porn stars are professional sex athletes. It takes them a minimum of 15 minutes of sustained effort to open up their asshole enough to do an anal shoot, right? And these are people who are professionals. How do they do it? They, well, <laughs> in a very non-sexy way a lot of the time. Like they'll sit in the bathtub and, and they might do a douche first, but then they'll have, uh, they'll put fingers in and then they'll use a dilator set possibly or they'll work with a butt plug or all these different things. But the point being, it takes 15 minutes minimum. So that means for us lay people who are not professional sex athletes it's going to take a minimum of 15 or 20 minutes of sustained consistent patient loving sexy effort to get your partner's asshole to open enough to have anal sex with them
1: that is very useful information thanks for sharing that (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean good to know
0: good to know Mm -hmm. and it needs to be sexy time too this can't be just like okay we're gonna mechanically try to open up your asshole here nobody wants that Mm -hmm. that's not Mm connective that's going to create more tension in the body which is going to result in a tighter internal anal sphincter because you can't control that with your mind
1: i'm guessing also you shouldn't like set a timer for 15 minutes and say like okay (laughs) 15 minute and five seconds i'm just going
0: in no absolutely not Mm -hmm. absolutely not and this becomes a challenge for a lot of men because the average duration of a sexual encounter between men and women is less than 10 minutes. Mm. You know, and most men ejaculate in that time period. And so most the sexual response system of most men is not used to going past the 10 minute mark in the sexual experience. So what can happen for a lot of guys is they'll get impatient or they might lose their erection and they might get frustrated. So they might try to rush it. And again, this is why a lot of people have like major ouch experiences where they get turned off or, I mean, imagine you're laying down on your stomach and your partner is trying to push his penis inside of you and you're not ready yet. And he's frustrated because it's taking too long. Mm -hmm. This is the least sexy experience you could possibly
1: imagine. And probably not so uncommon.
0: And not so uncommon because women are programmed by society to give men pleasure. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, And this comes at the expense of connection and built-up resentment, which will hurt your relationship and chances to have sex with them in the future. I can't tell you how many women in the survey said that they had anal sex with a guy who rushed and, and pushed for it, and then they never wanted to talk to him again. Like, countless.
1: Right, and that impacted the next guy that they were with for sure
0: totally and yeah. a lot of them said I never I had, you know after that one experience I didn't have anal sex for 10 years mm-hmm. or I still haven't had anal sex since then because right. it was so bad
1: you yeah. know Ooh. All right. Education. Uh, let's keep the education going. What's point yeah. number three. And we got,
0: yeah. so just one, one more tip for yeah, point yeah. number two and then we'll get to point number three, 20 minutes. It can be an extended period of time, but you want to make it sexy. You want to make it pleasurable. You want to be kissing. You want to be talking about sexy things. And a, a nice way to do this is also have a vibrator on hand that the woman can use on her clitoris while, you know, you're working together to create opening in the anal region because you don't want to stretch and push open the anus. It's about relaxing this part of the body open okay all right Mm -hmm. mistake number three and the first three are the big whompers you can say then we'll Mm -hmm. run we'll run through the rest of them number three is trying to do anal before the woman is fully aroused
1: bad Mm -hmm. idea Mm
0: -hmm. let me ask you john has ever has a woman ever like gone quickly for your asshole before you're aroused
1: well i never even thought of that question yeah um not that not that i can ever remember to be honest
0: yeah. What do you think would happen if they did?
1: I'd say, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And I have, when when women have gone in my butt as a joke, yeah. just, you know, just as uh, even with clothes on, I'll like, I'll say stop. Yeah. You know, and I'll tighten up. Yeah. It's bad news. I imagine they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This happens to women a lot. And this is not a good technique if you're wanting to have a positive anal sex experience. <laughs> you don't want to go straight for the asshole or the vagina for that matter you want to start on a lot of different erogenous zones. This is a big mistake that a lot of men make because we like it. I know I like it. If my girlfriend goes straight to my penis, it's very arousing for Mm -hmm. me. Like if she goes straight to starting to go down on me, like, boom, I'm ready to go. Right. If I do that for her, it's very overstimulating, you know, and this is the, this is the experience of a lot of women, Mm -hmm. not all, but it's, it's general. And so a benefit of when the woman gets aroused is that there's a a lot more blood flow in that region and it's much easier to have relaxation and to relax the whole nervous system, which will then create more relaxation and opening in the anal region.
1: Can you uh, just name a couple of erogenous zones for the listeners?
0: The whole body, except for the vagina and the anus. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's some hot spots for sure, and you mm-hmm. can experiment with your partner. The neck is a very common one. The back, actually, nibbling on the back, biting the back, the upper back, and the mid back, and the lower back can be highly erotic. And the sides, the thighs, like toes, even hands, like places that you wouldn't imagine are probably the places you want to explore. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on?
1: All right, let's do it.
0: Number four, not using enough or the right kind of lubrication. This is a major, major...
1: What, what's lubrication?
0: Oh, boy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So a high percentage of the women in in my survey said that it hurt because there was not enough lubrication. Mm. And this is just... Yeah, it's simple. Add at least twice as much as you think you should add and then continue to add some more lube throughout the process. I recommend silicone-based lubes because they don't dry out and they stay super silky smooth. I recommend those over water-based lube because eventually water-based lube will kind of become sticky and it will dry up and it's just kind of, I I don't like the feeling of it as much. Coconut oil? Coconut oil works. Yeah, but we're going to get to this in a little bit. You don't want to use coconut oil if you're using a condom because coconut oil can break down the condom and cause the condom literally to break. And you don't want that to happen. And we're going to talk about sexual safety as a mistake here coming up, but that's an awesome question. Okay. You don't ever want to use silicone lube with a silicone sex toy either because it can break down the surface of the sex toy and you don't want that. Right. All right. All right. Moving along. Mm -hmm. Ooh, actually, quick, quick tip. It's... Really nice to use lubrication that's something that you can just press with one hand, like a dispenser. Like, for example, I personally really love Uber Lube. It comes in this nice container. You can set it on your counter. You can hear me set it down. One hand, there's a little nozzle on it. You can press it down and get it all with just one hand. And so you don't have to mix hands. So if one of your fingers is inside the anus of your partner, you don't have to touch your lube bottle back and forth.
1: That's a pro tip. Pro
0: tip. Yeah. Yeah. Pro Uh tip. All right. Mistake number five is assuming that anal will always work. Even if you follow all the best practices and avoid all the mistakes. Mm. Sometimes Mm. you look disappointed. A little bit. (laughs) Sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes somebody just is not relaxed enough or their body's not in the right position. Or maybe somebody feels like really gassy or they have, they feel like they have to poop or something like that. It's just not the time for anal sex. And so that needs to be part of the understanding going into these experiences that it just might not work and you got to be okay with that.
1: Would you say anal is like life? There are no guarantees.
0: Yeah. But some people get really fixated on wanting to make it work. You know, some people get hyper fixated, like, oh, we've got to make anal sex work. Like we've got to do it this time. I really want this thing, you know, so you've got to take a step back and realize, okay, maybe not today, maybe next time maybe next time. And maybe you start with just a finger inside your partner this time. And then the next time you have sex a few days later, you, maybe you do another finger, maybe you do two fingers. Then maybe a week later, you start to introduce a butt plug. Then maybe a month later, you finally, after exploring, you finally introduce full penile penetration and you build up to it.
1: I got a question for you, which is if it doesn't go well, which sometimes it sounds like it won't any suggestions for, uh, smoothing it over and getting back to sexy time.
0: Yeah. Communication, talking about it. Don't just try to play it off. Like nothing happened. Like if something hurts, talk about it. If, so, if anything ever hurts sharply, like you want to back off and pause because anal sex shouldn't hurt sharply. That means something's wrong. That means you're possibly getting injured or your partner's getting injured and you want to stop for sure. And then talk openly. That's, that's coming up okay (laughs) moving along (laughs) six will be quick the sixth most common mistake people make is not trimming and filing their fingernails when they insert a finger into their partner's anus the anal region the anal canal the anal cavity is very sensitive very easy to rip and tear and you don't like nobody likes blood coming out of the asshole nobody does it's not good it's not good So just trim and file your fingernails. Number seven, common mistake is not having the right gear close by to help with your anal sex experiences. So now John's looking off into the distance like, what does that mean? Having the gear lubrication, Mm -hmm. having a towel close by to go underneath to help clean up. And then even having flushable baby wipes can be a great option too. But like you don't want to just randomly start having anal sex without equipment.
1: Okay. Good to know.
0: Generally speaking, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, it'll make the cleanup process and the whole connection process much easier. All right. Number eight, a very common mistake men make is just not doing research, like listening to this podcast. (laughs) So thank you everybody who's listening right now. It's, uh, it's my sincere hope that this helps you have better anal sex experiences. And this podcast is actually brought to you by all the people who have purchased and signed up for my new anal course for men. It's called unlocking the root and it helps you master the art of anal sex, all things giving all things receiving. It's a really awesome course. So it's a deep dive. It's a deep dive. Mm -hmm. I recognize the puns are rich here. There's a lot of (laughs) puns in this realm. All right. Number nine, common mistake is not using protection. And yes, it's true that you can avoid pregnancy with anal, but the risk of STI transmission is the highest with anal sex compared to any other sexual experience.
1: I had no idea.
0: Yeah. Specifically for the receiver too, because the the lining and the walls of the rectum and the anal cavity are very sensitive and very easy to tear. And it's like straight to the blood vessels. You know, this is why doctors sometimes will put a pill in somebody's anus if they're throwing up and they can't swallow something because it's just, bam, straight to the bloodstream.
1: Um, Let's say you're with uh, your partner for a long time and you've both been tested and things like this. Any thoughts?
0: Yeah. So in that case, I wouldn't necessarily recommend using a condom unless you want to, because you don't like the idea of of poop getting on your penis or potential of that.
1: Any problems like any problems with, poop getting in a penis head that infects a penis.
0: Yeah. So you always want to pee after anal sex and you always want to wash yourself after anal sex too with soap for sure. But definitely make sure you pee very quickly after you have anal sex, even if you don't see any sort of residue on your penis. And even if your partner has douched beforehand, like definitely pee.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Number 10, a very common mistake is not guiding your partner into feeling safe and relaxed and sexy in the sexual experience when you're going towards anal sex. Like if you're going to be somebody who's penetrating your partner, you really need to be providing a rich, safe, uh, easeful, relaxed experience for them. You don't want them to feel rushed. It can be really nerve wracking for the receiver. Like you said, even when you thought about a woman putting their finger in your butt, like you tensed up even just now in this room with me, you know? So it's really our job as people who are penetrating in this particular scenario to touch them in a loving, sexy, relaxed way. And to say things like, Oh, you're so sexy. You're so beautiful. Like massage them while you're making love massage them while you're in foreplay, before you get to the anal sex experience, a really Amazing thing to do here is if you know you're going to have anal sex, lay your partner down on the bed, massage their entire body with coconut oil or whatever kind of massage oil you want to, and compliment them while you do it. And then slowly start to massage their asshole and give them a relaxing experience. Don't just go into like do all the motions straight to get anal sex, you know, like remember the internal sphincter really needs a deep systemic relaxation response in order to have anal sex.
1: All clear. Let's keep going.
0: All right. Moving right along. Mistake number 11 is trying to do anal sex when your partner doesn't want to, Mm. or losing connection with your partner because you're lost in your own pleasure or pursuit of penetration.
1: Does that make sense? What does it look like?
0: Yeah. So this is really common. This is a really common frustration for women, actually that men that us, and I've been guilty of this too. Again, I'm not like coming at this high horse kind of a thing. Uh, that men get lost in their pleasure. They get lost in their pleasure and they objectify the woman and they lose connection with the woman. Then all of a sudden the woman starts to feel like this sex object and they don't feel respected. And then their system starts to tighten and then anal sex becomes basically impossible. And And more importantly, it becomes much more difficult to have a meaningful, beautiful, connective sexual experience that results in everybody feeling great afterwards. And so you probably won't have sex with that person again you know, Mm. or you'll need to do some kind of repair if you do want to have sex with them again. Mm. And so that could look like if it's me, like I'm trying to go towards penetration and I can tell that my partner is maybe shifting around in their body and, and maybe they're not seeming as into it as I want them to be. So maybe I try something else to make them more into it or something instead of just pausing and using my words and checking in you can feel connected with your partner even if you're not actually really attuned to
1: them have you ever had that experience well i i never even thought to think of that phrase before
0: yeah have you ever mm-hmm. felt really connected with somebody and then afterwards you realized they didn't actually feel connected with you yeah that's strange huh mm. like what's going on there mm. so there's the connection piece yes but there's also this attunement piece which means you have to pay deep close attention to your partner mm. to really see like what's going on for them mm-hmm. what's happening for them are they really enjoying this what's the quality of their breath what's the look in their eye how is their body moving because again to be penetrated is an incredibly vulnerable experience and it can be very nerve-wracking and you just have to look very closely. And so as part of my research, I asked a couple other questions here and 55% of these women said that they have bypassed their own personal boundaries and allowed themselves to receive anal stimulation from a man when they didn't actually want it. That's over half.
1: And it might be a little more of people didn't want to admit that they did that. Totally. Cause it's a shameful thing to admit, right?
0: For sure. It can be mm-hmm. shameful. It can be hurtful. Like mm-hmm. all, all these things. of the people who did that said that they did it because they felt obliged to please the man. Mm. They felt like it was their duty and it built resentment for these people. You know, 46% said they did this because they feared losing connection with him. 25% said they feared his reaction. If they said no, and 10% feared for their physical safety. If they said no,
1: Mm.
0: there's a lot of stuff there, right? You know, there's a lot of stuff there and some people just don't want to do anal sex. So you don't want to, do that with somebody that doesn't want to have anal sex mm-hmm. like simple. All right. Sound good. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, let's not do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Not we're doing. going that. on. We're okay. going on
0: to the next one. <laughs> Number 12 is a very common mistake is trying crazy anal sex positions. They've seen in porn that men have seen in porn. Remember porn stars are actors and actresses. They're not actually enjoying the shit that they're doing if you go back and listen to the interview with Eric Everhard that I did, he talks about a time when uh, he and this other woman on a porn set hated each other and were super fucking angry at each other and had to have sex with each other on camera and make it look like they were enjoying it, you know, Mm. and they did it. And that video is out there. And how many people do you think have masturbated and ejaculated to watching that video where they were actually hating each other and just acting like they liked each other? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Very common very common thing. So when in doubt, it's better to start with a sex position that's tried and true in the anal region. And so as part of my survey, of course, I asked this question, the most commonly loved position for anal sex receiving is doggy style. 40% of women said it was their most favorite position. The next one after that is laying on their stomach. That's 26%. The next one after that is laying on their side And then the one after that is missionary with the woman laying on her back. And so all of these have something in common to them. They're all positions where the woman can completely relax, except for doggy style, where she's holding herself up. But if you've ever been in doggy style position, if you've ever done yoga, you know that in that position, it actually allows for a really deep relaxation of the pelvic floor.
1: It's so wild because when you mentioned this question, the first image that popped into my mind was uh, a classic porn star image of the woman on top with her legs spread, showing her her genitals while she's getting while she's getting fucked in the butt, and like you can just it's it's like full. You can see everything. Yeah, and you're like that didn't make this list. Just so you know,
0: <laughs> it made the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. It made the bottom of the list, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's some aer- uh, aerobic shit. Mm-hmm. That's like. That's an athletic thing that they do specifically to show the camera. People don't really like that. Now, some people do recommend the position of cowgirl, which is the woman sitting on top, the man Mm -hmm. lying down, Mm -hmm. because the woman can control the rate at which she descends onto the penis. But as part of this survey, only 5% of women said that they actually really liked that, you know, and it was their favorite position. And I think in part it's because that requires a lot of strong musculature to hold yourself up and to lower yourself in that scenario. And that's going to create tension in your pelvic floor and in the anal region. And then that's going to be really hard to experience pleasurable penetration. Cause your whole system is going to be tight, you know? Well,
1: yeah. Mind blown. All right. Yeah. keep and going. So
0: reverse yeah. cowgirl, the, yeah. I think kind of the one you're talking about, at mm-hmm. least when the woman's facing away from the guy sitting mm-hmm. on top.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right.
0: That was 1% here. Right. Yeah. And then right. half a percent was standing. Okay. So this, like, not, not good. I remember trying to have anal sex with a previous girlfriend in the past uh, while we were standing. I thought it was going great, of course. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's experiencing pain. She's trying to make it pleasurable, turn it into pleasure, and then turns out she uh, she, like, bled from her anus for, like, a week after that. Damn. Yeah, sucked. Mm-hmm. Sucked and had, like, sharp ouch pain there. Yeah. Appreciate you being willing to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've messed up Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Which brings us to mistake number 13 is thrusting too quickly and too much thrusting in anal sex. The anal canal is not like the vagina. And a lot of guys make the mistake of thrusting too much and too quickly in the vagina too. Something that can feel really good in anal sex is undulating or rocking back and forth or micro thrusts. But the full in, full out sort of bam, 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 bam that we all see in porn, like Mm -hmm. it's not really that pleasurable, you know, Mm -hmm. it can cause pain and it can cause people to numb out.
1: So experiment
0: with other things. Mm -hmm. Mistake number 14 is assuming that there will be an orgasm. You know, there might not be an orgasm and that's just part of the deal. And you have to be accepting of that. And so you don't want to just rush, 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 and try to achieve this thing and feel like a failure if it doesn't happen. But a lot of people think orgasm has to happen in order for a sexual experience to uh, be good. That's not true. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, you you having a thought?
1: Um, I have a question, I yeah. think which is can I'm, I'm surprised I don't know this but I guess I don't know this. Can women have an orgasm through anal alone or do they need to stimulate any other part of their body?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So that's a that is a good question. Yes, and Almost always the the rest of the body needs to be stimulated to in any sexual context. Mm-hmm. Like if you just if somebody just laid down and no other part of their body was touched except for their asshole, like probably not gonna have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Maybe if somebody's into that sort of eroticism, but a lot of women actually can have anal orgasms, an orgasm from anal penetration alone. And if you look at the internal anatomy of this, it's because when penetrated there's actually a very thin wall between the anal canal and the vaginal canal, and the G-spot can be stimulated from the anal canal. Oh, wow. Yeah, very easily, either with fingers or a toy or a penis. Okay, Yeah. cool. And so there's a pretty high percentage. I forget it off the top of my head, but if you go to the anal sex site that I have, the um, not the anal sex site, but the anal sex course page, there's statistics on that at the bottom.
1: Okay, cool. All right.
0: Number fifteen, common mistake is freaking out about poop. If you're afraid of poop, you probably shouldn't have anal sex. Period. Okay. <laughs> because even porn stars who douche who do all the right things, like occasionally poop still happens, you know? Right. Occasionally poop still happens.
1: What are <laughs> I got a funny question for you, yeah. which is what are some funny forms of poop that happen what as a mean? result of anal sex?
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Well, I had one one girlfriend, we had anal sex and she came back from the bathroom and she said, My poo is scrambled. Oh, Jesus.
0: (laughs) So if you're experiencing a disgust response right now, probably not totally alone. Uh, Interesting. My poo is scrambled. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had a woman say that to me. There you go. There you go. First, very special. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, in one interview that I heard with a porn star, they said like just a full on log of poop came out right when the penis came
1: out. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. And then like a full on, like just shit, just out. You know, I've never personally experienced this. What I've experienced is there might be some residue on my penis, but it's not massive. Mm, you know, okay. it's not massive. And generally, this is an important thing to understand. Poop is not stored in the rectum. So the rectum is just inside the anus, and it's a cavity that's it's five, six inches deep, four inches. You know what? I forget that number off the top of my head, but it's not that massive. At the end of the anal cavity, there's another sphincter that, sections off from the colon and that part of the colon is called the sigmoid colon and that's where poop is stored. Unless you feel like you have to actually poop, you probably don't have poop in the rectum, generally speaking.
1: Does the tip of your dick touch that the stigmoid? The uh, The stigmoid. (laughs) Does it touch metroid? Is that what we're talking about?
0: So the tip of your penis, it might come into contact with that third sphincter in the back of the anal cavity, but it's not going to go through that. Okay. And that can like coming into contact with that third sphincter can be painful and, or it can feel like a pressure and it's not really a pleasurable experience. Okay. Generally Mm -hmm. speaking. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you're not going to accidentally open that up. Okay. All right. Next one is... One of the biggest ones, and the last one before we get to the bonus mistake, number 16 is not communicating. This is a huge mistake, and this involves communication before sex, communication during sex, and communication after sex. If you want to have a positive anal sex experience, you've got to talk about it. You
1: can't just slip it in. You
0: can't. No, you can't just slip it in. Like, anatomically speaking, that doesn't work. And emotionally, relationally speaking, that's also a recipe for disaster. Like, Mm. that's just gonna be bad, you know? And I remember talking with a friend of mine a few months ago about anal sex. Uh, She was having anal sex with her, not sorry, she was having regular penetrative sex with her boyfriend, and they were like an hour into a big, long sex session. Like, Mm. great, she was fully aroused everything was amazing. Like they had had anal sex before, but they were not doing anal stimulation at the time. And in one of the thrusts in the position, it was such that his penis came out of her vagina and then accidentally went into her anus and she wasn't warmed up or prepared there. Mm. And it was incredibly painful for her and it stopped the whole sexual experience. And she was injured there actually for like 10, 12 days or something afterwards. Mm. And, because they have good communication, they were able to talk about it and like navigate that afterwards. Um, but that's, that's something that can happen. Mm. That's something that can happen. And so if you want to have a good anal sex experience, it's helpful to talk beforehand while you're not being sexual about, Oh, what are your desires? What are your desires? What are your needs? What are my needs? You know, what happens if poop happens? What happens if things start to hurt? Like what's our action plan here? Mm. Because this isn't second nature for most people. You know, it can become second nature if you do it enough and you understand all these things, but it's really important to have a plan of action. And then during anal sex and during the whole opening process, you want to be really communicative with your partner and ask them for feedback constantly. Like, how does this feel? How does this feel? Will you tell me if you want more? Like this sort of thing. And a trick that's really helpful is having the receiver actually either physically pull the penetrator in or say, okay, come in a little bit more, have them be in control, some form of communication, whether with words or body language or a hand gesture. And then afterwards, it's very helpful to have a little debrief session.
1: Right. This is another thing that, uh, we don't see in porn, any real type of communication. It's just like, fuck me. Cool. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah
0: you don't see anything of value in porn. Hmm. Like it's all designed. It's basically cocaine for your penis, okay. you know, okay. cocaine for your sexual response system. Like it's all an act. It's all, I don't want to say fake because the actions are real, but the scenario is fake for sure. Mm-hmm. And you don't see any of the prep work. You don't see the application of lube. You don't see like if somebody gets injured, you just, you just see the most sexually stimulating parts possible. Mm. Uh, And that brings us to the end here. And this is a bonus tip. (laughs) Uh, The the puns are endless. (laughs) Uh, A big mistake a lot of guys make is to not try anal themselves, like receiving penetration on themselves. And I think this is a big mistake because if you've never personally been penetrated, you just don't know what that experience is like. And therefore, you're just not going to be as good of a lover as somebody who understands what it's like to be penetrated. Like the first time I was anally penetrated by my girlfriend was a, this like a terrifying experience, actually. Not leading up to it, but the actual moment of penetration, my whole body tensed up and I got like emotional and angry at the same time, kind of, and threatened and all this stuff. And I eventually was able to relax into it. But in that moment, I remember thinking, holy shit, this is what I've been doing to women my whole life. Oh, my God. Like it really struck me. It was really impactful, and it changed how I penetrated people after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, wow. Talk about ending on a doozy, huh?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's worth exploring, if for no other reason than just to understand the anatomy of this part of the body so you can be a better lover if you want to have this experience with you penetrating somebody, But also because it can feel really fucking good, too, for guys. A lot of the guys I talk to who are interested in becoming the best sexual version of themselves possible say that exploring anal stimulation internally on themselves is the thing that allowed them to actually have full-body orgasm and non-ejaculatory orgasm and these wild, mind-blowing sexual pleasure experiences that are incredible. Like for example, if you've never received a blowjob from your partner while they're stimulating your prostate, you are missing out on potentially like one of the most pleasurable sexual things that could happen to you. And that's a bummer, (laughs) you know, because of what shame, fear, baggage, like societal story around it, you know, like that, fuck that. That's like, you know, wash that stuff away, like explore explore. So I think it's a big mistake to not ever explore that part of your body.
1: Right. I guess, uh, you know, that's, that's what I appreciate a lot about the work you do is because it's so scary to like, just talking about the stuff I notice. Well, I'm, I'm not very comfortable right now. I'm like, Oh, wow. We've been talking about anal oh, listen, you know, and I appreciate that you offer community to do this in because yeah. doing it alone is terrifying, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's really nice to have conversation like actual conversation about this. And a lot of the guys who go through my courses, they say that's one of their favorite parts. Like, yeah, they learn all the stuff, but then also to be in a group of men, having real down to earth conversation about sex and the good stuff and the bad stuff that's massive, you know, and that's a huge part of the learning experience itself too. And so thank you, John, for showing up here for these conversations.
1: For sure. Yeah. Hey, Thanks. Thanks for being willing to go there, to go to a place that a lot of people aren't. And uh, if we can raise our glass and just have a little bottoms up,
0: you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting to say that weren't you I'll, I'll interview <laughs> yeah if you think this conversation was uncomfortable just wait till the, uh, the next episode which is going to be the story about going to the anal sex party in Asheville it actually happened and I, yeah I will share that story with you all in the next episode thank you john so much for being here thank you everybody for listening check out my new course about anal sex it's called unlocking the root you'll find it on my website and i'll link to that in the show notes i'll also link to the interview with eric everhard and i'll link to some anal resources as well and yeah just thank you so much again for being here for this conversation i recognize it's not the kind of podcast you would want to maybe shout out to the world that you're listening to, but I appreciate you being here and I hope it really serves your sex life and your relationships. And I'll see you in the next episode.